Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we are we are covering the seventh episode of Transformers Prime Scrap Heap. Yay! So uh Ooh. can can I spoil a tiny bit here? Okay. It has it has taken us only seven episodes to get to one where the uh token children save the day by virtue of being human. Yep. <laughs> I mean they almost saved the day in one part of Darkness Rising. I guess that's fair. By virtue of being human. Yes. And uh That's the thing, it's specifically that the threat is of a nature that is not harmful to humans. But as harmful to Cybertronians. Yes. That's like, and I feel like that's, that's a thing. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's because I like watching Rebirth too much. <laughs> I like Rebirth. <laughs> Roger Dodger, Optimus Prime. So, this uh, first aired February 18th, 2011, as written by Marsha Griffin, uh, who wrote a bunch of animated episodes and also wrote the third part of Darkness Rising and will continue to write a bunch of Prime episodes. So we begin in the Arctic, as happens, it seems to happen a lot to Transformers. I, I must just really have G1 on the brain lately, because my first thought was, that's no fair. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to find, uh, we're trying to, uh, we're trying to find Jetfire here. Sorry, Skyfire. Skyfire, it's in the cartoon. Oh. They had to call him Skyfire for reasons. But, but after Avengers, you, that was your first thought, not, we're in a land of ice and snow? <laughs> no, we're looking for Steve Rogers. Yes. No, I was thinking Thor, but yeah, that works too. So uh, to, we get some uh, we get some fair. information here. It turns out that Transformers can't don't do so well when it's super cold, which is interesting because we've already seen them just hanging out in space. The Arctic is colder than space. Is it actually? Yes. Okay. What? Because I mean, there's nothing to convey the cold in uh, in space. There's just nothing. Right, there's just a vacuum. But the, okay. But the average temperature is lower. You would, well, there's the moisture. You die faster in space. And it seems yes, that there will be moisture in space if you go out without a spacesuit. Your moisture will go away. Well, they don't. But they don't have a lot of moisture in them. They're robots. Yeah, that's not an okay, issue well, for them. Okay, for robots, yes, it, it probably. I mean, for people, it's not a good idea to go to either place, uh, since you need to breathe. Breathing is. Pretty important, yes. Also, magnets. I just want to bring up our discussion there about how space works. So yeah, Bulkhead and Bumblebee are out there. They find a big pod, and uh, they've never seen the thing. So they just grab it, and they bring it back uh, to base. Come on, guys. Come on. What? What lies within the pod? <laughs> Dun dun. Again, I'm thinking about infinity stuff. So they just leave it to thaw out because they can't open it. And uh, then it cracks open. <gasps> dun dun dun. Credits. Dun dun.
is a good opening. I really like it. It is. It's some good music. Yeah. It, it, it's okay. So they're gonna, they're gonna go back, uh, check out where this thing came from. Uh, this time it's Optimus and RC who are going. And, uh, oh hey, it's the weekend, so that means the kids are here. And Ratchet is not thrilled with this. <laughs> He's not. Oh, yeah, he is so just done. Like, shouldn't you be at the school? First... <laughs> oh, it's a Saturday. Fine. Guess they're having their usual banter. He doesn't understand out. weekdays. Jack flirts with RC again, but he does not want to go to the Arctic and freeze to death. So he's like, yeah, okay, yes. we'll, we'll stay inside, play video games. Yeah. And meanwhile, Raph has always wanted to see snow because I guess he's from Nevada. Uh, so instead, uh, Prime, you know, he says, well, you can't bring you along because it's like super crazy cold there, but I'll bring you back a snowball. Aww. Also. <laughs> Jack tries to go along until RC mentions where they're going, and then he's like, "Nope, see it's, you later." It's, I'm gonna stay inside where it's uh, where it's warm, <laughs> where there's heat. Uh, so, as soon as they get through the ground bridge, the 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 darn thing breaks. So the Autobots are trying to fix this, and Jack and Miko, uh, well, Miko starts playing video games, and then uh, offends Jack's masculinity to <clears throat> entice him to play as well. Yes, that's the best way to get a guy to play a video game. Why, are you too afraid to play a girl? <laughs> and then Raph Also, just... I, I do want to mention one thing I, I made a note of. It's just the way Optimus is talking about it to them, going to the, the Arctic. He's talking about it being much too extreme, even for we Autobots. And just the way, I don't know, something about that line. Also, probably just that it was the word extreme. You cannot go here, Raph. It is radical to the max. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, sorry. It is too wicked sick for for the (laughs) likes of you. I apologize. (laughs) Poor Raph. So yeah, he just wants to flip some sick twists or whatever they do. So he just kind of wanders off and, uh, hey, there's, uh, there's something moving around there. And it's like this weird little robot animal, uh, that kind of looks like, uh, like, it looks like an adorable robot kitty. <laughs> well, yeah, well it, it's, for it's now, like sort a of tiny... a little bit kitty cat, big eyes, it, it's almost got ears, but, but it's also that stretched over the shape of a baby mechanibal. Yes. Yeah, it's like a tiny, yeah, it, it does, if you look up the mechanibals on, on the TF wiki, uh, I mean, scraplets, okay, well, we'll start with our brief G1 history lesson. Uh, scraplets were something that appeared originally in, uh, the American Transformers comic. Uh, they were basically very tiny and they did exactly what they do here, which is go around and they, though they were honestly, they were kind of somewhere between like, like fleas and cosmic rust. Because they yeah. were so small. Yeah, they, they and, were tiny uh, screws and nuts and bolts that turned into little dudes that were like minuscule micro things. Yes. Uh, whereas what this looks like a lot is like a baby version of another G1 comic thing. is the Mechanibals, uh, which 
are, are primarily notable for being the things that were chasing, uh, Dreadwind and Darkwing in the first issue, in the fish, the issue with the first appearance of McAdam's old oil house. Yes. Uh, but, but yeah, they've, they're sort of got these round bodies and little spidery legs. I think the thing with the, the scraplets here is that they see, they're pretty much all head. You know, they've got giant yeah. eyes and they're all head and then little, like, tiny spider bodies. Yeah, they have the little uh, so, legs like the mechanibals. They just, mechanibals also had arms. Yes. And just, you know, they don't have, you know, we say that they're kitty-like, but that's really just their heads. The The rest of their bodies are just these little tiny spindly, scrabbly things that are going to climb you so they can eat you. So, yeah, he wanders off, he finds this thing, and it he, he takes it as a pet by, well, he tries to play fetch with it, but it just eats the bolt that he throws at it. And he's all concerned it's going to choke on it, and then he's like, oh, okay, uh, you eat metal, okay. Yep. So he uh, he takes it in there, Ratchet is fixing the space bridge, he finds that there are a bunch of, there's a bunch of pieces of it that have bites taken out of it. Dun dun dun. So he... So he takes it in there, everybody sees what he's got, and the Autobots react in complete nightmarish horror. As yes. one might expect. They're like, but they're so cute! And then the mouth opens up. And it starts making <laughs> dentist and drill noises. Yes, it's that's the mouth. best part. It, it's, it's more mouth than the Langoliers. Yeah. Oh yes, it is, it is a real Langolier. <laughs> no. And it just starts, like, chewing... Bits out of Bumblebee. Just climbing up his leg. Well, trying to. It, it, crawling up his leg and, and causing, uh, a new texture on his, uh, paint on his leg. It doesn't, I don't think it ever really takes chunks out of them. It just, they do a really good job of adding new textures to the robots that looks yes. like they've had bits scoured off of them. Mm-hmm. And I thought we were kind of going to get a, like, oh, no, I can't hurt my pet. But no, uh, Raph just immediately goes all uh, death of the fam- death in the family on this thing with a crowbar. Should have named it Dart. Oh, yes, yes. Damn right, Raph. Damn right, Raph. When a new pet starts chewing up your old pet, you have to kill the new pet. Stranger Things, why did You're you not know this? You're still mad about Stranger Things Season 2, right? Yes, yes I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> he ate a cat. <laughs> I also am. <laughs> But yes, it's sort of very like that moment that. where it's like, oh. well, that's uh, that's it. I'm killing it. Seriously, that's it- not a situation where, oh no, I lost my old pet, but I still have my new pet. It's, oh no, I lost two pets because I have to murder the new one. Because <laughs> the, the new one's gotta die. No. But yeah, Raph is just like not having any of that. I mean, it probably also oh, helps man, it, that the one he's attacking or the one it's attacking is Bumblebee. So he's just like, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is like DC's readers called in a 1-900 number to, to demand that this thing died. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I also thought of, uh, of Dart from Stranger Things. When your pet starts eating people, man, it's not good. So they check this pod, and it turns out it was like a scraplet trap that was just like ejected from a spaceship like thousands of years ago. So many things. Which does not seem practical. Why, why incinerate it? What? What? Don't, well, it's don't like keep one of the thousands of them together. It's like one of those Japanese beetle traps. I guess we like, gotta do something with it. After you trap them, you just just send them. You just throw it in the garbage. 
uh, it's space with Cybertron. Well, yeah, I guess considering this series and the movies, space is Cybertron's garbage dump. Specifically, Earth is space is, is uh, Cybertron's yeah, garbage dump. Yeah, there's some sort of weird, like, yeah. gravitational connection or magnetic connection between the two that's just every time you send something from Cybertron out into space, it's just drawn to Earth. Maybe it's like cosmic trade winds or, or um, yeah. what's the ocean thingy that does that? Yeah, the whole plastic uh, patch. The, the jet stream. Garbage, garbage patch. Yeah, that thing. Pacific garbage patch. Earth yes. is the Pacific we, we garbage, are the garbage patch. patch of space. And Ratchet describes what the Scraplet has done to Bumblebee as a mesh wound. Yes. Which was, okay. That was pretty dumb. It, it's kind of I kind of like it and hate it at equal measures. It's like, oh, you found a synonym for a flesh wound, but it what the fuck's a mesh in this situation? Skin, probably just the the outer layer of metal, probably is. I don't know. I had I had a comparison there, but I lost it. Meanwhile, RC and Optimus are cold, and they want to go. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, they get a new textures too. They get a frost texture, which yes. I'm kind of surprised how many added textures they did for the, just this episode. This show had a pretty high budget. Yeah, they threw a lot of money at this show. I mean, they, they, they had all that Michael Bay money coming yeah. in. Yeah. Had to spend it on something. Ah. Which is nice to, you know, have companies spending money on things. Yes. So yeah, they they can't even radio in because the scraplets have also eaten the communication system. So Bulkhead and Bumblebee just want to run away, and Ratchet's all, uh, you know, Optimus and Narcy will just like you know die if we we don't do that, right? <laughs> Man, now they gotta deal with it. And so, luckily, it turns out that scraplets only eat metal and not people, and they seem to prefer living metal. Yes, because we get some yeah. um. Scraplet vision, and they just have like predator vision. <laughs> yes. Yeah. At one point, they they look at Jack, and he's just like a gray patch. And then you know the Autobots are, yeah, delicious. Delicious. They're they're bright and red and orange and everything. So it turns out that the humans are going to keep them safe. And as Ratchet says, normally I find that your fleshiness is your least engaging quality. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> I, I want to say that to somebody someday. So they they all pair off. Jack is with Ratchet. Uh, so they are going to repair the ground bridge. Uh, meanwhile, Miko and Bulkhead are going off, and Bumblebee and Raph are going off, and they are going to look for more scraplets, because there are a lot of scraplets. Yes. That was, uh, I mean, the... The uh, the thing that they brought in was like es Autobot escape pod size, so you can imagine yes, so. a lot of those scraplets fitting in there. Yeah, I mean they're about the size of a cantaloupe. Yeah, hmm. uh, they're about the size and shape of a my blue microphone. Uh -huh. <gasps> Maybe a little bigger. See, so yeah, so yeah, bulkheads walking around. Uh, Miko is kind of enjoying, sort of protecting him. And he talks about how, you know, he's seen scraplets eat a person. From the inside out, eating their optics it. last. Yep. And I feel like the obvious comparison that they didn't actually get around to making uh, was piranhas. 
Yeah, they're basically piranhas, like robot piranhas. Well, piranhas aren't even like piranhas. That's a, that's a myth. Well, no. Okay, fine. Well, they're not going to know that, though, so they're just going to say they're like piranhas. Well, I'm glad that they didn't, because piranhas only act like movie piranhas when you starve the little bastards. <laughs> well, I guess much like the piranhas in Piranha 2, The Spawning, these can also fly. <laughs> yes. Directed by James Cameron. This oh, is his first movie. Uh-huh. And then Bulkhead runs into some, like, dangling cables and screams like a little girl. And we discover that Miko has expressive hair. Hair <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm not sure if that's a thing that recurs, but it was pretty amusing. Meanwhile, uh, Optimus and RC are freezing in the snow, laying down, lamenting yep. on things. Uh, RC wants to blame everything on Bulkhead, why they can't uh, yeah, just ground bridge just, back. How about- just takes a moment to just nag bolt bulkhead behind his back for no good reason. Yeah. And then uh, Prime has a, a good weird line that uh, bulkhead is hey, bulkhead may be too large for this for world. This world. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like the, that long pause and then, and then he says it's, it's too big. And, and then he says one should not be measured by his size alone. So. Bulkhead's ass may be too fat. <laughs> But it conceals a bigger heart. <laughs> so yeah, they are... Things are not going great. And then they finally get the ground bridge patched up. But it still won't work. And that is when a zillion scrapplets just break into the control room flying. And then they just eat everybody. It's it's pretty messed up, man. Yeah, they eat everybody into a commercial break. It's like a horror zombie movie thing where it's like... Oh, they're just digging into people. Swarms of things, bulkheads, arms just reaching up as it fades to black. It's like, wow, they're dead. Yes. And then, then we come back from what would have been a commercial break, and and uh, they're just squirting. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, fire retardant fire, foam. F- fire extinguishing foam. Yes. Yeah, on the scraplets and just fire retardant foam. Also, Megatron's week. Yes. <laughs> An entire action scene was just diffused by a commercial break, which it's kind of annoying sometimes. I mean, I guess we're used to that from G1, that shit like that happens. Yeah. Stupid fire retardant foam. <clears throat> but it, it just feels weird since we're presumably all watching this on Netflix. Yes. Yeah, so uh, so Raph's got a, got a crowbar. I think uh, Miko has a pipe. Yes. She's heavy duty, man. She's hardcore. Yeah. Well, she saw Jack with that axe a couple episodes ago and got jealous. Yeah. She's definitely the kind of person who would hit somebody with an axe. <laughs> and get jealous of another person she, getting hit someone gave, with an axe. She gave Soundwave the axe. I'm surprised she's yes. getting larger weapons. <laughs> uh, so they finally get rid of all these things, but there's still more, and the ground bridge doesn't work, so Ratchet figures out that it must be the the fuel line, so they have to send the kids to go out, much like Laura Dern in Jurassic Park. Yes. Although, thankfully, she's not rented to Sam Jackson's severed arm. <laughs> that would be oh. sad. Again, because so, and they, they, they're humans, they get to save the day. 
That's kind of eerie. They just pass by them. They're just walking away and not noticing them It at is all. kind of weird. Especially it's yeah. kind of weird that they're tiptoeing around them, even though that one had been, like, super friendly to Raph, so it's not even like, yeah. you know, they need them to not notice them. It doesn't matter yeah. if they notice them. And a, a couple of them just bounce into them, and they, the little scrapless just keep walking away. Fresh meat the other way. But, I mean... To be fair, after what they've seen, they're probably pretty traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of trauma, uh, RC and Prime are just getting ready to die. Prime is just like, hey, speeching you know, and speeching. Yeah. Of speechifying. Is this a full speech? Or is it like a half a speech lamenting thought, on death? This is a half speech. Just okay. sip your drink. Yes. Okay, so, so we're up to five because we've already had a I'll, half. Yeah, I would say the half because the, with the the speech about Bulkhead being fat was yeah. also half <laughs> yes. a speech. So have a drink. Okay, so we're up to five. Uh, and RC, half this may not be the finish that we had planned, but if this in, is indeed the end, if we had to become one with the Allspark, and then they just get ready to because RC is all like, oh, geez, we, you know, we fought it like a zillion wars with the Decepticons, and I'm just going to die from being cold. <laughs> this sucks. This is the stupidest <laughs> death. Death is terrible. Oh, I won't go to Valhalla this, this all... way. Oh, this is Bulkhead's fault. <laughs> Why is she gotta neg on people? I love this RC, but sometimes she's just kind of mean-spirited. <laughs> uh, so, the kids have fixed this thing. They get back in the room just as these scraplets are going on the warpath. They they crack the bridge open, and Bulkhead go, runs through to act as bait. Yeah, cause, uh, and because the Scraplets have the very convenient weakness of being cold, uh, they like are flying through and then immediately freeze. So for Prime and Arcee, not only are they freezing to death, but it's also like they're in like a batting cage <laughs> and the pitching machine is going nuts on them. Well, cold is a way better weakness than the Marvel Comics Scraplets, where water was their weakness? Yes, it's the super yeah. legendary chemical... That can kill scraplets. It's water. But they don't yes, have water on the Cybertron. Most, one of the most common chemical bonds in the entire universe. Look, they just wanted... Yeah. He just wanted to do a War of the Worlds thing. Okay? Just wanted to do a War, <laughs> war of the Worlds ending. I, I'm fine with that. It's just that it's water. That's my problem. Yes. Pick something a little rare. Like, I don't know. Ammonia. <laughs> Gasoline. Gasoline. I don't need to. Look, it was issue 30 at this point. He was... Budiansky was kind of running low. Yeah. Listen, I'm kind of between toys I gotta sell yeah. here. Great art in that issue. Uh, so, so everybody's okay. We're, you know, everybody's chilling back at base. Nobody's freezing to death or getting eaten to death. And Ratchet is all, eh, I guess those grotesque humans are okay sometimes. <laughs> I love him so much. And then Optimus Prime's talking about how brave they are, and then Miko spots a spider and flees in terror. <laughs> and so she lets out a girly scream, which Bulkhead accuses. Girly, there, sc- gr- girly scream punchline, really? There was a... Uh, it's a callback. Yes, it's a callback. There was a point where, uh, when, when Ratchet was getting Bulkhead and Bumblebee to lift stuff and all to help him fix things. That was also another one of those ratchet is totally just me at work moments. 
It's like, go, I need <laughs> things. Go get me things. So, so there was that. Also, the Autobots seem to have picked up an old Atari at a thrift store or something because. Oh yeah, the graphics on that were weird. The graphics like, on it were worse yeah. than the graphics on the game that Rat Trap was playing on the Axelon. <laughs> yeah, cause, cause, well, they're well shaded and, and well textured, but it's just two car, two race cars, F1 races just bumping against each other like it's a little handheld Tiger electronic game. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I am not sure what is going on. Maybe they're just retro video gaming enthusiasts. Maybe. I mean, people are into that stuff. It would make sense if it happened earlier. It was just whatever was left over in their decommissioned bomb shelter missile silo, whatever the fuck. Yeah. But you'd think by this point the kids would have brought some games and new shit there. So Odd. I don't know. I mean, like I said, they're just hipsters. Kids aren't gonna, ha- yeah. Kids aren't gonna have like a spare PlayStation they can wander off with yeah. without explaining it to their parents. This is Miko we're talking about. Well, okay, fine. Maybe she's a but hipster. She would probably just shoplift it. Yes. Also, that I I am firmly convinced Miko is a shoplifter. Oh, I I get a real. Oh, she's she looks like she steals a vibe <laughs> off her. She commits crimes. <laughs> but it's kind of hard to get a... I mean, I guess the whole thing with, with uh, Walmart, like, letting people walk out with TVs, they do at least keep the PlayStations behind lock and key. <laughs> but yes, it's probably just... It's probably like when I was a teenager in the mid-90s and found an old, like, Pong system that my parents had that had the, like... It didn't have the separate paddles, it just had the two wheels, like, on the main oh, console, man. which meant that I could just sit there and play it with myself. <laughs> <laughs> and and I did that in the mid-90s when I was, like, 14, so I could see that being something that, you know, was left behind by the previous tenants that they are still gonna play, because, hey, Pong is still a perfectly good game. Alright, so, so that's... Is- pole position or whatever they were playing. So that about does it for this episode. It's a, it's a pretty basic, uh, episode, but I enjoyed it. I mean, it, uh, it, it uses the, uh, the cast well in what sort of a, a bottle episode. Yeah. And uh, I think the scraplet design is great. They look ridiculous. They're so adorable. I, I feel like we definitely need to have like, little at least like third party figurines of them or something i feel like if this came out now if the series was newer that's totally a thing that would be showing up at like i I think they did actually make molds of them they just never actually came out with them yeah i think they were going to be in like a multi-pack or something that ended up not coming out Aww, like the porgs i saw the other day oh god i haven't seen the porgs yet i want the porgs such a tiny box. I haven't seen the tiny box. Such a tiny box. So good. Uh, so, uh, please, of course, uh, into, uh, join us next time. We'll be covering Con Job, in which we meet another new Autobot. <gasps> Yay! And kind of a new Decepticon. Kind of. Kind of. I don't even remember. You'll, you'll find out. Dun it's, dun dun! It's very stock cartoon. Uh, oh plot. right! Oh yeah! <laughs> I, I sort of remember that. Uh. 
But until then, you can find us all over there. We are on Twitter, we're on Tumblr, and we're on Facebook. And we are hosted by iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to uh, help us with hosting fees, equipment, and similar costs. I, for one, just bought a new microphone in case you notice that I sound different. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Uh, but that is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, this month, for our special Patreon episode, uh, you can listen to us not be okay about Infinity oh, War. feelings. <laughs> That's not to say we didn't like it. It's just rattled us to our there, very there cores. Were, <laughs> it was a mix of sad and happy tears. Yes. So many feelings. Yeah. So many feelings. <laughs> so until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Okay. Okay.